gosh. Made big shots, and uh, yeah, it was a really good game. Wow. Ah, just resilience. We were really resilient squad, and uh, we, uh, we played extremely hard. And uh, we'll just you know, keep plugging away. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Wednesday, January 15th. Happy Hump Day. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. Ah, Glad to be here. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Brantons! And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Ah, Hello! There he is! Here we are, housekeeping first. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at NoDunksInc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We hit the beach yesterday. On a Tuesday, we hit the beach. That podcast now available. Go download and listen to it. It's simply titled, Would You Eat a Car? <laughs> um, like all the beach stepping podcasts, it got a little wild. A lot of fun, a lot of laughs. So check that out. Hilarious timing, too, because, Lee, I would like to say happy Booch Day to you. Thanks, man. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. January 15th, yeah. National Booch Day. Kombucha. We <laughs> talked about it on yesterday's Beach Steppin' Podcast. We've talked about it, it feels like, every second show. But what a day for you. Are you booching with me or what? You said you were going to bring me in one. Oh, I and did, I only yeah. see one sitting on the table mm. right now you're sipping along on. We can share if you like. You got a straw? Y- yeah. Yeah, here's one. <laughs> okay, I'll take a sip of that booch a little bit later. I was glad to see, though, that it's National Booch Day because it answered one question. How do you spell booch? Mm. Kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. So you think maybe B-U-C-H. But as we know in the NBA world, that spells buke. Rick Buker. <laughs> <laughs> so booch, it's got to be B-O-O-C-H. And yeah. that's how Kavita spells it, too. They invented National Booch Day. It's only the second <laughs> one ever, Lee. We're living in exciting times. How do you actually get a national day out there? You know, do you just say, all right, who cares? We're just going to have one? Or do you have to actually actually submit like an application I'm, yeah, to someone? Uh, you know? I'm sure there's we'll something like that. Yeah. yeah, submit it to God. Hey, God, can this be our Day. Our God's pooching, you know that. We uh, we haven't really gone through the paperwork then to make, what was it, May 10th, May 10th um, Wedgie, Wedgie Day? day yeah. yeah, we got to put the paperwork in and make that official to get on that sort of national day calendar that you see going around. But anyway, happy booch day to everybody out there. <laughs> we got tweet of the night, of course, a little bit later in the show, but let's start with a little what you got. What you got? What you got? We got some fun. What you got questions here on a Wednesday. Guys, first one. Best Ja Morant assist from Tuesday night against the Rockets. Was it the behind-the-back dish to Triple J on the move? Was it that little drop-off that he had to Triple J who then hammered it home? Or was it the no-look lob to Brandon Clark? What you got? You got to pick one of those Ja Morant highlights. I'm going the first one. The first one, the interesting. That one was uh, ranked the lowest on NBA.com's top 10. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think I, it was at ninth, that. actually, yeah. Just because uh, he comes off a steal and he's going down and you're not really sure exactly how he's going to finish off that play. Then he does a little loop-de-loop around the back there and then there's a guy coming down, but then he throws it to the other guy coming back the trailer, which is JJ. Oh, you're going the second so one. So you're then, going man. the drop off. That's oh, the drop off. Oh, oh, excuse me. I beg Because he had the beauty behind the back dime yes. on the move. But you're thinking the drop off to uh, JJJ. Yes, okay. yes. Where he, where, he, where he just cuts across the, the free throw line there. And then JJJ 
<laughs> J to JJJ. See, now I can't see. <laughs> ja, ja, ja. Exactly. Uh, but that, that, was just, I, that was just showmanship at its finest, I thought. The most impressive part of the night for me was a rook and John Morant eyeing down James Harden, guarding him, and Harden sagging off him. And John Morant saying, okay, I'm going to shoot this thing in the first quarter. He shot it, goes back on defense, and yells out to the Memphis crowd, tell that mother about me. And then late in the fourth quarter, same thing happens. It's a close game, two minutes left, Harden sags off him. It's a tight game. Maybe go to his strength, which is driving and finding guys. Uh Uh-uh. Again, in his face. Drops another three ball in James Harden's eye. That was the most impressive. That was part the dagger. Well, you're going off board, are you? I, Won't even I pick am. an assist. Going off board. Talking about three pointers. That's fair. I knew that was going to come up because he was awesome. He was huge in the fourth quarter. He took over the game. He went four or four in the quarter. Eleven points, three boards, two assists. Just the swagger, man. Oh, yeah. He's got it as a, as a rook, and, and it's great for the league because he makes one of people tune in. Yep. He don't. You don't have to. Yes, some of these highlights are great that we're we're talking about, but you have to watch them. It's those ratings aren't going to dwindle for Grizzlies games, I don't think. Although they're dwindling around the league, I think you you have to actually make people want to tune in. Best dime for me was the alley-oop. I thought the best highlight overall was uh, the one Lee's talking about, the one that he meant to be talking about, the <laughs> yeah. fast break where he did <laughs> yeah. the, the behind-the-back, basically just to, to kill a little time yep. until JJJ was there to throw down a monster dunk. But I thought that uh, the dunk was the best part of that one. If you're talking strictly pass... The behind the back in the half court to the no look oop yeah. in a half court set for a monster dunk that was wicked. Yeah, I think I lean towards that one as well. Oh, All man. three are awesome. Yep. And again, the the one that was at ninth, just to clarify, was the first one. Right, it was the, right. the simple, if you want to call it that, behind the back <laughs> pass for the and one layup uh, for Jackson Jr. But all three of these were awesome. Yeah, the swag is uh, it's at a hundred there, Lily. I know mm. you like to talk about swag here on the podcast swag. sometimes. But swag. That's the thing about it. Like every sort of play that he made last night, he went ten for eleven from the field, three for four from downtown, perfect at the line, eight assists, two turnovers. Yeah. I mean, he's a rookie. And he almost pitched a perfect game, if we're talking a little uh, baseball. Pretty close. (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, To get the W as well. But uh, it it felt like even his little, like going inside to the paint, he was drawing contact and still finishing up high. Had the hang time in the air. Uh, You've mentioned the three-pointers there. He had a couple of mid-ranges as well. Like, his bag is so full. He's got everything in. (laughs) It's true. And like, I think I saw, I think Nate Duncan was the first to point this out on Twitter last night that I saw. Morant was playing the entire fourth quarter against this Rockets, you know, again, to put it away. That's an exception to his normal substitution pattern. He, he doesn't get a ton of minutes, even though he's young, 20. Um, you know, they've been pretty hesitant to roll him out there for, you know, 35, 40 minutes a game. But uh, last night, a bit of an exception there to put away the Rockets. Maybe it was because, uh, Tass, it was one of the very rare nationally televised uh, Grizzlies games being on NBA TV maybe more people catching that game than normal just on League Pass but uh, it's I love that this is happening not that John Moran is just killing it and putting up these numbers and doing it in style he's got guys alongside with him these other young guys that are making this push toward the playoffs a real possibility Jackson's averaging 20 points per game during this awesome stretch that the Grizzlies are on 13 and 6 stretch you know Canadian Dylan Brooks Brooks excuse me another 24 last night He's averaging 20-plus during the six-game winning streak that they're on. And then Brandon Clark, another Canadian, another who appears to be a, maybe the steal of the draft going where he did, I believe, 21st. He's 6-7 again last night. I love that it's not just John Moran. It's these other guys as well. 
And it's tough to look at the Grizz and go, try and find me a better young core mm. than than what they have there right now. I'm not sure who would even be in play with the, with the three or four talented young guys like that. It's and the- it's an interesting question, too, for a Grizzlies fan. They were grit and grind for a long time. That really put Memphis basketball on the map, gave them an identity, and this team is nothing like that. And they're so much cooler. So I don't know. If you're a Grizzlies fan, I'm sure you love the grit and grind era, but now you see a guy in John Morant who is a superstar, a highlight machine, is that more exciting for a Grizzlies fan? That's more exciting, I think, for somebody just watching the yeah. Grizzlies as a fan of the league, you know? Just a fan of players. Mm. A fan of all the teams. <laughs> I love to wear an NBA jacket that just says NBA on it. Uh, so for me, the Grizzlies are a lot more fun to watch now than they ever were during the Randolph, yeah. Gasol, Mike Conley, Tony Allen era. But that's also the team that I'm sure Grizzlies fans grew up with. So. Mm. If you're a Grizzlies fan, tweet at us. Let us know. We had Tony Allen on the broadcast there for a little bit, watching, you know, from from the grit and grind days, the grindfather, uh, watching and getting very excited with some Come of these Come out of retirement. I mean, this is what's cool. It's like us as fans are going nuts with these top ten highlights that John Morant keeps dropping every game here. So are, like, former players and current players, for that matter. Like Isaiah Thomas I saw on NBA TV was going crazy over these. Candace Parker... Uh, and then you had, again, Tony Allen with Greg Anthony on the call last night. Like They're just going just as nuts as we are with some of the things that he is pulling off. Well, the question for the Grizzlies now that they have the playoffs now within uh, reach. I mean, there's still half a season there's to go, tons so there's of time. tons of time to go. But they've won six in a row here, and Morant has shown that he's, he's a star already. Uh, but they have rested him at times this season, you know, because he, he came in with an injury, of course, from last season. Mm-hmm. And last night, you mentioned already, he played heavy minutes, heavier minutes than he tends to play. Yeah. So do they now sort of say, you know what, maybe we maybe we just ride it out here with Ja Morant, or do they sort of try to be a little bit more disciplined with, with their plan coming into the season where they were like, we want to rest this guy so that he doesn't risk doing any further damage. I mean, because if you're the Grizzlies, I think you want to ride this wave right now. You, you, you want to, if they can make the playoffs, so they can, you know, keep this up in the second half of the season you don't want to be resting Morant at all. In my opinion, I think you want to see exactly how far you can go and, and see if it's possible to maybe you know, be ahead of schedule. Right, but you're still saying you don't want to run him into the ground here yeah, despite that, being as young as he that, is. That's, but that's going to be so hard for Taylor Jenkins when in a game again like last night, it's like against the Rockets, national TV, yeah. he's killing it. You want to you want to see him on the bench? No way. I want to see. Well, the guy barely missed a shot. You got to yeah. be playing him in the fourth quarter. That's For totally sure. fine. He only finished with thirty six minutes. It's not insane. No, it's not. But it's. But he's uh, usually been around that. 30 yeah, mark, it's yeah. going against probably what they, they their plan was coming into the season. Yeah, some awesome fun times right now watching the Grizzlies, and uh, it's you know everybody outside of San Antonio. I feel like is going to be cheering for the Grizzlies and John Morant to get into the playoffs over the Spurs, who you've seen time and time again. Of course, outside of Spurs fans, and they want to keep that streak alive. But tons of season still to go. All right, next one here, guys. There can only be one Jazz All-Star. Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell, or because he's an Aussie here, we're going to throw in (laughs) Joe Ingles, who had a career-high 27 points. There can only be one Jazz All-Star. You have to pick one. Who do you go? Well, Rudy Gobert is their most important player. Mm. He is their center of their defense and he draws a lot of gravity on offense because everybody has to go to him, even though you can't just throw the ball to him to get points. That's not his game. He's a lob man. But uh, there's a lot of gravity where he draws a lot of guys, and that's why Ingles is effective now that he's entered the starting lineup. But before that, Ingles was really struggling, you know, pre-10 games ago. Uh, but Ingles is, is really important to what they do. He is great. He's They're back. Uh, but I think Donovan Mitchell will get the nod. Mm, um, really? 
yeah, I, 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 but you know, I, it it should be Rudy Gobert. But I, I I wonder where the coaches go if they go with their their most important the guy that they probably plan for on the offensive end in in, in Donovan Mitchell you know their their defensive yeah. game plan for him or they go Rudy Gobert who is more important I think Rudy Gobert I would like to see Rudy Gobert in because I believe he's kind of earned this spot over the last couple of years he's been close he's been defensive player of the year two years in a row and and he could win it again this season so I think he's almost. Uh, paid his dues in that respect. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be an all-star at some point in his career. So if you're going to pick one of them, I, w- I would pick Rudy out of those two. But I will just say for Joe Ingles, Tash, you mentioned pre-10 games or so. They were at least, we returned to the starting lineup 19 games ago. He's averaging 15 points a game, shooting 52% from three and from the field. And the Jazz is 16-3. and three. And he just looks, again, like he's actually re-energized. A big big thing that I said uh, about I th- why I thought he was struggling to start the season was because of the long summer that he had. Something happened and he, he now just looks a little bit more refreshed. And maybe it was just the fact that it was like, you know what, get into the starting lineup then. Maybe he was struggling to find his rhythm coming off the bench and he's looking a lot better. So obviously Joe is not going to make the All-Star game, but I'd like to see him get in the three-point shootout for a change. Get a lefty in there, get an Aussie in there. Homer! <laughs> Maybe he could finally pull it off. I would love to see it. Yeah, Ingles with the career high 27, like I said, against the Nets. The Jazz won their 10th straight game. Rudy had 22 and 18, and then Mitchell took over in the fourth. He sort of put the game away. So where do you lean if you can only pick one? I kind of actually lean towards Mitchell. I think he's been pretty consistent for the Jazz as they have been turning things around as of late. It's crazy to me, though, that you're making an excuse for Joe Ingles having a long summer as if Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich, all of these guys played in FIBA tournament Mm -hmm. over the summer. But uh, I think Gobert is more likely to make it. He's been campaigning for it for years. He does have the respect as the center of the Jazz of a defensive team, as the guy that makes things go, especially on the defensive end, and like Tass is saying, is a huge gravity bomb there in the middle for the offensive end as well. So I think it'll probably be Gobert, especially considering his pedigree as a defensive player of the year. But I think the reason that the Jazz have been able to string together so many wins is that Mitchell has been good night in and night out. Yeah. I I actually am leaning towards Rudy Gobert being the more likely selection here. And it really comes down to the, uh, the competition at their spots, right? You know, we talked about it briefly with the guards. You know, Mitchell is going to have to battle to get in. You know, Lillard and Chris Paul and Westbrook and Booker and maybe DeRozan and Holiday and John Morant maybe even and Lou Williams. Where at the forward position in the West, you know, where Rudy would get in, he's battling Jokic, Paul George possibly, Brandon Ingram possibly, you know, Aldridge sort of always in the mix. Towns, Towns. but Towns has only played 23 games. He's questionable to come back tonight, so like maybe that's not enough. So... I just think looking at that, there just might be uh, more likely of a spot for Gobert and a deserving spot at that. Like, yeah, I might for sure. make that very clear. Um, I, this is funny timing that we're asking this. I saw Michael Pina. He has an article up on SB Nation here this morning asking this question, who is really more essential to Utah's identity and who raises their ceiling more? Who's just a better player between Gobert and Mitchell? I highly recommend you go check it out. He had a great little trivia question within this. Mm. The tweet that led me to the article there have only been five All-Stars since Stockton and Malone for the Jazz. Can you name them? Mehmet Oak. Yes, yes. Gordon Haywood. Yep. Williams yeah. and Boozer. Yeah. That's right. And one more. Kirilenko. One. Nice. nice well done, guys. Obviously not in that order, but Kirilenko, Okur, Boozer, Williams, and then Hayward. Only five. Um, but and it was, I also saw Ben Dowsett writing about Ingles and Gobert. That pick and roll 
is one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. They killed the Nets with it. They ran 13 pick and rolls apparently last night, ending in a shot or a foul or a turnover or a pass to another shooter, and they scored 19 points on those possessions. 1.46 points per pick and roll there. Ingles and Gobert, that's very, very high. Um, and they're one of, the, again, the best in the league, not just this game against the Nets. Timing is everything, though, as well with these reserve picks. And the Jazz, second in the West, if they keep rolling, there's a chance both of them get yeah. in. There's a, there's yeah. a real chance. Um, I think the coaches will reward a team that if they're, you know, if they are clear second, they're right now, you know, technically, I guess, second with the, with the Nuggets that could sort of shuffle around a bit. And even the Clippers, if what happens over the next few games. But th- there's a chance Jazz, the Jazz have two reps this year, for sure. The Jazz get two reps. And they get Ingles in the three-point contest. Oh, let's do it. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tweets would be exploding then. Everybody would be talking <laughs> about the Jazz. All right, next one, guys. Worst loss. The Knicks or the Warriors or the Cavs or Brad Rutter on Jeopardy Goat Tournament finishing third, a distant, distant third to Ken and James. What you got? You know, I'm just going to go with Brad because I saw a clip of James just straight up burning him when they reset the scores last. And since he was already at zero, James drops a, uh, Alex, Brad's score's still up. The crowd goes crazy. It was great. Ken Jennings couldn't believe it. Uh, so that's pretty savage. <laughs> yeah, they're like, the Knicks lost by 26 in Milwaukee. The Warriors lost by 27 at home to the Mavs. And the Cavs lost by 25 in L.A. to the Clippers. That was a back-to-back for the Cavs in L.A. And they got hammered both times. But, yeah. Brad had it rough there, too. <laughs> Brad had it just as rough on the Jeopardy Go tournament. According to World Wide Web, the Bucks and the Knicks have played three times this season, and the Knicks haven't led at all at any point. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. That's impressively Actually tough bad. to do, yeah. If you look at even the first dunk of the game last night, Giannis, basically, it, it, they get a turnover, and Julius Randle's back, and it's almost like watching a rec league how Giannis just so easily goes past him and, and Randle just kind of gives up and he dunks, and, and that, that's basically the game that right it. there. That's that it, game. all over. Yeah. So I'll say the Knicks. Okay, you go in the Knicks. Yeah. Hey, the Knicks have been playing well, and they're on the road. What about the Warriors, man, at home? Yeah. Especially when you pair that with the Hawks beating the Suns, and I think now the Warriors may be the worst team in the league again. I don't know. Where do you go, uh, Tass? Anytime a, uh, a Jeopardy clip is making the rounds... It's got to be the Jeopardy clip. That, that was, <laughs> That's a good that point. was a great clip. Yeah, the counter yeah. is, though, uh, Brad still won $250,000 for <laughs> going in the tournament, being considered one of the GOATs, even though he lost. Hey, yeah. being That's the third, not bad. Third best all-time is still a nice place to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Then the counter to that is the Knicks make billions of dollars every day. So <laughs> Somehow, that is true. You're right, despite the... Uh, the horrible play. And they have been better. You know what really got Brad? I mean, I was watching a lot last week. I watched last night as well. Over that first week, he kept finding the daily doubles. Brad did. He found 50% of them over the uh, the three matchups, the six games that they played in those first three matchups last week. He found them 50% of the time, and he only answered them correctly a third of the time. And it's like, you're going against the GOATs. Like, you got to be nailing the daily doubles. you got to be aggressive. That's right. with them. It's you so true. The, the points up there. But uh, he was getting crushed. Though, I mean, the questions were stupid. Like, Nora and I were watching last night. We were like, like, what? <laughs> there was a category of famous Canadians, though. Did you get any? Uh, I did get a couple. Yes. I got a couple. There were there was some that I did not get. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I mean, it's just like, what? Yeah, you sit there and you're like, why am I watching this? But it's amazing. But you can't look it's, away. Yeah, they're so good. And they just know everything. Yeah. It's it, so good. Like, the numbers, the ratings... This was doing this tournament. You see it? Like, no, I haven't. Like, in the tens of millions, like, wow. like 10, 11, 12, 13 million. Like what? Like World Series games and NBA Finals games are doing. Pretty amazing. Um, it was a lot of fun. So, congrats to Ken Jennings, the greatest Jeopardy player of all time. 
I know that the others, Brad and James, have maybe outpaced Ken since it started, but I would have gone with Ken. Yeah. From the, from the get-go. That guy's the original GOAT. Good to see him keep the crowd. Well, that was what... He had never won a tournament. That was the sure. crazy part with Ken Jennings. He had never beaten Brad, I think, um, in head-to-head play. But uh, you know, he got it done now, so he's the best. Final one, guys. More surprising news from these headlines. Derek Rose fined $25,000 for tossing a pen into the stands or Joel Embiid and Under Armour to launch Signature Shoe later this year. More surprising news. What you got? Twenty-five grand for a pen throw. <laughs> wow. You, have you seen the clip? No, I haven't. I was trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't it's find out it. There. It's like uh, right at the end of overtime. Yeah. The game's that, over because they blew it, and he goes over. He sort of just – he doesn't sit in a seat. He sits, like, uh, on the scorer's table. Yeah. And someone has just – just sat down like their their pad in the pen and he just grabs the pen and he chucks it across the court mm. like he doesn't chuck it behind him chucks it across court. so it's it's, throws it's, it. it's not necessarily the pen it's more just the act of throwing an object i think object. you throw anything in yeah. there you're basically yeah. fine like didn't uh curry got fined right the twenty five thousand back in game six of the 2016 finals when he threw his mouth, mouth guard, guard yeah and, like, yeah you know hit somebody in the first row and yeah. it was like yeah he still got fined and obviously didn't get suspended or anything yeah, I'm going with that, man. Yeah, Imagine pen. that. It's weird to see pen. You got fined twenty five thousand for tossing a pen. Yeah, I'm. I, I think that is weirder, just because. Uh, I mean, a pen doesn't seem dangerous to me. I know you could get ca- oh, catch yeah. a pen in the eye. Yeah, you huh? definitely could. There's no doubt about it. Especially if it's like, like a ballpoint pen. You leave it unclicked. There's danger. Yeah, but it's still a pen. I think that the the fine should be equivalent to the size of the object. If you throw a ball, that's the baseline object. Twenty five grand. A pen is what. <laughs> one tenth of a ball, twenty five hundred dollar fine. That's Would you fair. rather someone throw, uh, you know, a gross saliva filled mouth guard at you, <laughs> or a pen, or even gum? What you got? Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> if I'm ranking the three. Yeah. I wa- I'm going mouth guard first. You want to be? Yeah, I want to hit okay. with the mouth guard. Okay. Yep. You <laughs> want to be like that one guy that one time in his canter and he yeah. picked it up. Hey, oh, I got your mouth guard. <laughs> I got it. Uh, that followed by pen, followed by gum. Gum last. I just think gum, your things could get ruined. With gum. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Stick somewhere. Right. Okay. Um, crazier headlines. Anyone task surprised by the uh, Joel Embiid, a big guy getting a signature shoe? Or Yeah, Derek Rose really fired that pen. So, <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, he should get fined something. Maybe maybe less. But uh, Joel Embiid, yeah, big man and, and signature shoes doesn't happen very often in this day and age. And uh, I guess he's the 16th guy apparently heard on the Daily Ding that he is uh, has got a signature shoe deal in the NBA, his own shoes. So that is a little surprising. And Joel Embiid doesn't seem like an Under Armour type of guy either. I was going to ask you, did anybody remember or know that he was with Under Armour? I didn't. I know this like last year or eight. Yeah, know, last year. No, 2018. Sure. I think he signed, but. I had forgotten yeah. that he was with them. Like, we sure hadn't really seen a push for, I don't know, Under Armour Embiid merchandise or anything. Like, am I That's crazy why or? it is a surprise yeah. that a, a big man's getting a thing. Even though Embiid, you would assume, is a marketable big man. Charismatic you know, enough. Big-time yeah. personality, that kind of thing. And he was Adidas early in his career, but when he was barely able to stay on the court, I think that's a function of playing for Kansas during his college days. And I think they're an Adidas school. So, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what they look like. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, we haven't really seen a photo yet. Um, Nick DePaula with ESPN, I think, maybe reporting that he saw like something on a phone or something like that, like a prototype <laughs> type thing. And Bede says, it's not a big man shoe. It's a shoe for any basketball player. Mm. Oh, interesting. Smart. Yeah. I mean, look, the big <laughs> well, you got to try to sell it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, the big yeah. man shoe does, it yeah. doesn't have a great 
reputation. Yeah, not really. I mean, Shaq, okay, I'm sure he sold a lot of shoes. I have no idea, but nothing to back this up. But, like, Dwight, right? Did he? Did Dwight even have his own? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he did. In China, I think Dwight still. Oh, yeah, that's true. still sells out there. They killed that market. Yeah, Yeah. he may have dominated it. Um, And then, like, who else is there for big guys over the last couple of years? Anyone else come to mind? Over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, Hakeem had, like, Etonics, right? Yeah. Sure, sure. (laughs) <laughs> Kevin Garnett had shoes, but he's he's like Giannis, where like he's a big guy physically, he's large, yeah. uh, but not really the not same. A, not a yeah. Now Under Armour Embiid One, they're going with. Some people thought it would be maybe called the process, mm. right? <laughs> but uh, Embiid has talked about well a couple of reasons. One, he looks at the process, which he has trademarked, um, as more of like a team thing, like a building on that uh, from where they were to maybe where they're trying to get to winning a championship. And, like, I think, too, he may have lost a brother or uh, he lost a family member and B did, and so he likes the idea of it being called the Embiid hmm. to, you know, sort of a, as a tribute to that legacy. So he will be the only current center in the league with a signature shoe. Hmm. Under Armour had, what, Brandon Jennings sort of had one, and then Steph Curry, of yep. course, had a pretty successful one. You wear the Currys, don't you? Yes, I do. They're good. They're very comfortable, for sure. Yeah, I recommend them. Go get a pair of Under Armour's. Try them out. How many are they up to on those? They're like four or seven? five? Seven? Yeah. What? Really? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, don't I know. think what they're on seven, have? but he hasn't been able to wear them. Have, mine, are, mine are like some special edition ones. Ooh, uh, yeah, I know, I know. They're great. Try them, man. Try. Okay, I will. I mean, you keep telling me you're going to bring me things to try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kombucha. <laughs> Uh, I guess shoes. <laughs> uh, so we will see. Yeah, I don't think these launch until like late 2020. So later this year, probably. In, I would assume like what the start of the next season, really, hmm. uh, in the fall. Yeah, it's going to be a while. It's not. They're not coming soon or anything like that. I think it said fall in Nick DiPaolo's report there on ESPN. Um, so we'll see. But what, let's hear from you guys. What you got with all of those questions that we threw out there? Let us know on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. and hashtag No Dunks. All right, let's get to tweet of the night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. I have tweet of the night duties. uh, And it's actually tweet of the day or date, really. So I've got a tweet, but then I've got a a quick rapid fire question for everyone. So uh, get ready. Okay. (laughs) Comes from Nick's history, at Nick's history. 30 years ago today, January 15, the Trent Tucker rule was born. Tucker hit a game-winning shot against the Bulls with 0.1 seconds left with the clock not starting until the ball was in midair. Phil Jackson would protest the game, leading to the rule change. While the rule was changed, it's still referred to as the Trent Tucker rule, which means you can no longer, since that day, with uh, less than 0.3 tenths of a second to go, catch the ball and shoot it to get a shot off. You have to only be able to tap it in or, you know, basically basically that's what it is. It's the tap-in rule. So that got me thinking about a few other rules there are in the NBA. There's the Larry Bird rule, the Gilbert Arenas rule, the Jerry Stackhouse sort of Gary Payton rule that um, you can't re-sign with a team that's waived you for at least 12 months now because what was happening, players were being released right. and then taking a month off and then going back to the team. And the Derek Rose rule as well there's the, with the contract there. So there's a few others out there. Yeah. So I thought if you guys had a rule on life or basketball, whatever you want, mm. what would it be? Skeety. Oh, why are you starting with me? I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> you just sprung this on me uh, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, think about this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So if someone has an answer, I'll think about mm. it. Uh, nothing comes to mind for me right now. Has anybody got one? Here you go. The Trey Kirby rule. You're playing pickup basketball. You're leading the fast break. 
you got to go for a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make a simple pass. Don't make a simple move. Go into the hoop. Try and do something that's going to look good because it's either going to look good or more likely it's not. But either way, if it's on video, you're getting some content. That's yeah. not unlike Ja Morant right now. That's I mean, right. He doesn't go for just the standard yeah, layup. That's true. puts on a bit of a show. So. Got a bit of a higher successful uh, success rate pulling wow. it off. Maybe. I'm sure Trey's got a few. That he does. Just, he know. does. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. It'll even out over time, me and Ja's highlight percentages. JD? Uh, the Jason Doyle rule the, that I'm living by right now is I never idle my car for more than 30 seconds. Okay. Drives me insane. Walking through a parking lot in Atlanta, it's 15 degrees Celsius, 20 degrees Celsius, a beautiful day. People just sitting on their phones, idling their cars. What are you, made of money? First of all, like, <laughs> gas is expensive. And what about the environment? Like, mm. I feel like we're doomed when this happens, which is literally every day. Just people yeah. just hanging out in their cars. <laughs> yeah, but it's usually like 30 degrees Celsius, 95 degrees Fahrenheit in Atlanta. Even still. What about the, you need air conditioning. Still. You need air conditioning. No, you don't. It's Get hot. out of it's your hot. car. <laughs> Go into the store. Why not? Why not shop with your wife for once, you know? <laughs> These people are it's just. Nice and these cool people are there. sleeping in between jobs, most likely. Okay, well, the, they got to work two jobs right, to get all by. All right, all okay. right. That's what they're right. doing. This, I don't. Th- I think Phil Jackson was not even this angry after yeah. the, <laughs> after the rule. Tassie, you got one. Uh, how about the grapefruit rule? With every bright, with every bite, life can be sweet, or life can be sour. <laughs> That's it. The grapefruit rule. <laughs> I like that. It works for blackberries too. <laughs> More of a rule to live by. I love that. Yeah. Actually, it's very, very apt. What's yours, Lily? Well, if I'm having an espresso, I have to have some little sweet to accompany it. I can't just have it straight because I don't like sugar in my espresso. I like a little chocolate to the side. Oh so I've got to make sure I've got the chocolate before You're I have so the espresso. Hoity-toity sometimes. <laughs> it's so good you because really the, sweetness of, the sweetness of the chocolate, the sweetness of the chocolate just, just brings out the flavor in the espresso. It's great. I thought the Lee Ellis rule was going to be if you see a basketball, you got to dribble mm. it. Yeah, no that's... matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing or should be doing, get a couple of pounds in. Yeah. Or how about, how about this? When life throws you a basketball, shoot it. <laughs> All right. okay. <laughs> I guess the, the skeets rule that I live by, that everyone should live by, is just do everything super quick. Move fast. <laughs> Walking, let's do it quick. Going upstairs, run up them. Uh, just everything with some pace, <laughs> which allows you to embrace the day, really. Do all those uh, menial things uh, um, quick as possible so you can really then relax and chill out for the rest of the time and have a have an espresso with a sweet I'll bring you my espresso machine. No you won't. Stop saying it. You don't you say all this and you bring me nothing. You know what I was googling around where we are the other day. There's not a walkable nice coffee place it's like your Starbucks. There is so. There is. Where so. where where? Just down just down the road. What's really? it called? What's it called? It's called Dancing Goats. Oh yeah. Uh, is that walkable? Yes, it's walkable. You got Anything legs. is walkable. You just get I tell you what, you take out of the me down building there, and you walk. You, you drive me down there. You sit in the car while I run. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. B side is even closer. Where's B side? I don't. Know. Where's B side? That's right in the strip. It's in the plaza. Then Damn. you can get your coffee at Highland Bakery. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that, that's that, a good that, coffee. That, there yeah. you go. That's yeah. three, Lee. But that's uh, that's There's not walkable, none. is it? But do they have little chocolates that uh, are wrapped so- up? There's something wrong with my Google Maps then. It was saying, it was saying I had to drive like uh, I don't know. 
like six minutes away. I'm like, that's mm. too far. Yeah, and you have to idle your car when you get there. Yeah, mine's, mine's electric. electric so yeah, also, right people now. getting out of their car and leaving <laughs> it running. If I ever get arrested, it'll be because I just got in a car that was sitting running <laughs> just out of spite. Just <laughs> drive it a few blocks and then get out. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so so if you got out, would you leave it idling, though? Or? Of course not. <laughs> of course off. not. Oh. I like how passionate you are about this. It's yeah. great. Why don't you have all electric cars, JD? Then you'd really solve the problem. Well, I did have an electric car, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Had to give it up. Thought I was moving back to Canada. Mm. That's fair. But here I am with a gas guzzler. They don't have electric cars in Canada? Well, so I'm, the just ga- the, I'm just kidding. The car that I had was a little older, so the range wasn't great, and it's not great in the cold here. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> what, did you have a Leaf? I had a BMW i3. Oh, right, right. But right. I bought it used, so the batteries, you know, it was great for just getting around the city. I love that car. But, you know, I panicked because I thought we were moving back to Canada. Right, right, right. And also, it was like, how am I going to drive this back to Canada? <laughs> 60 miles at a time. <laughs> drive for an yeah. hour, stop and charge. Drive for, yeah, and then, yeah, and then charge for, for three and a half hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be a yeah. long trip. <laughs> All right, uh, fun tweet of the night there. Really, yeah, uh, it took a turn. Yeah, yeah it, really, it really did. <laughs> really woke up JD, that's for sure. All right, today's Pick'em is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that Shea Gilgis Alexander won't make an all-star game in the next two seasons. Ooh, get your Cash App cash ready, Trey. Shea's going to be my see. payday. But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App is also the easiest way to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and a member of SIPC. For example, I'm thinking of investing in Costco now because I know they now sell pizza by the slice. That is big to me, and there's money to be made there. So, yeah, Costco. (laughs) We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU. I got the ACLU magazine right here, guys. Right here in my hands for the passionate guardians of civil liberties. So guys, don't forget the promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Tuesday night was the Jazz-Nets game. Jazz were only favored by one and a half on the road, and they got done. A nice, solid win for Utah, winning their 10th straight. That's a win for Lili, who's on fire at 8-1. and one. That's a win for Tass, who's 4-5. and five. That's a win for me, who's 5-4. and four. Trey takes the only L on the night. You back Brooklyn, you fall to 6-3, and three, but that's okay. That's okay. What's tonight's game? There's like 10 games on tonight. Mm-hmm. A whole lot to pick the from. The Blazers are visiting the Rockets on ESPN, the second night of a back-to-back for the Rockets. So mm. do you go with the Blazers, who are getting 8.5 points. They can lose by 8 points, but the Rockets do get up for uh, – games on national TV and Russell Westbrook didn't play in the first half of that back-to-back so he will be fresh tonight the Blazers though they're struggling they're 2-9-1 against the spread over the last 12 games Whoa. yeah because we had a similar line right with the Blazers the other night that was the Hornets, Hornets in yeah. Portland but the Blazers were favored by eight and a half in that one and they didn't cover well Lee again I mean you are 
your money right now, baby. Mm. You can buy all the boots in the world. <laughs> uh, you're eight and one. So yeah. where do you go? Keep the streak going, buddy. It's a lot of points that the Rockets are getting. Mm. A lot of points. Quite but better points. But I think they can get them. I think the Rockets can. Uh, can do it. All right, so you like Rockets by nine mellow, or more. Mellow revenge game factor. Yes, that's Ooh, true, 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 true. Interesting. That's true. Um, Trey, go ahead. I don't like this one. No. I'm not going to pick. Don't pick. Okay. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I just <laughs> sit this one out. I'm not sure that's I'm illegal. going home. <laughs> just one game less. Uh, you know, you know. Russell Westbrook versus Damian Lillard. That's a low-key rivalry. We had Lillard waving him goodbye last year. Westbrook rested. Mellow revenge game. Give me the Rockets. <laughs> wow, he was the Rockets after all that. Oh my god, I hate picking against Lily right now. But I'm going to. Yeah, give me the Blazers uh, to cover. Tass? I'll take the Rockets. Blazers, wow. pretty bad against teams above 500. Only two wins against teams above 500. Of course, they don't have to win here, but. No, no, yeah, it's true. Here we go. Uh, it's always tough with the rocks too, right? Yeah. yeah. They could hit 23s or they could hit eh, whatever. Yeah. Eight. Uh, could be the difference. All right, I'm the only one taking the Blazers to cover. Everybody else taking the Rockets win by nine or more, guys. We also uh, had a funny little suggestion from at Fluoride is bad, fam. This month's pick and payoff loss should be a three-course Costco meal for the rest of the <laughs> Dinksters. Wait, I don't wait, think wait, it needs wait. to be for the rest of them, but whoever finishes last has to go eat a three-course Costco meal. <laughs> or, like, has to be in Costco for, like, ten hours or something like that. Uh, something, uh, something with Costco. Definitely something Costco-heavy. We uh, got yeah. a com- uh, comment on our Instagram yesterday of somebody, I, I think this might become a thing, telling us what they got at Costco. Because <laughs> we're like, what, what do they have? <laughs> yeah. They have everything. I got my car battery at Costco. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Food, jewelry, TVs, car batteries. It's that warehouse mentality. You never know what's going to be there, but you, you can take it home. If you've got a pick em payoff idea, let us know. Hashtag no dunks at no dunks Inc. All right. Somewhat of a quick show here on a Wednesday. Don't forget to check out yesterday's Beach Steppin podcast. So many laughs were had. If you still have time after listening to all of the no dunks classics, check out the other NBA podcasts on The Athletic. You got The Daily Ding, Hoops Adjacent, Back to Back, Tampering, all of the team specific podcasts. Highly recommend you go check those out. And get 40% off your athletic subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, folks, sugar in coffee, no good. But sugar on the side really brings out the flavor of the coffee. (laughs) Embrace the day, people. You could stay.